Hello and welcome to Ion Oakland. I'm Chuck Moss, your host, coming to you through the magic of StreamYard and Zoom. In fact, you know, they just showed us the old studio, which is empty, which means that all the BCTV uh, stuff is coming to you now virtually, which is fine because it enables us to get guests that we could not normally get and to get guests that we would normally get a lot easier. And one of the guests that we can get is uh, somebody that uh, we would know. Uh, we remember the cable lady, the board chair, who is now Birmingham City Commissioner, Elaine McLean, currently the mayor pro tem. And let me say that uh, very probably uh, by the time this airs, you might even be the mayor herself. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm being, I'm just delighted to be the mayor pro tem and uh, happy to share what's happening at the city with everyone. Well, it doesn't feel right to not have you walking around running the cameras in that empty studio because you did every job on, you know, being cable lady, but you would do it in these like, like, high heels. And I was always terrified you were going to fall and break your ankle, but you never did. Anyway, so instead of running the camera, you're, you're in front of it. Uh, so you've been on the Birmingham City Commission for two years. What have you learned? I'll tell you what I've learned. I've learned that transparency is key, that commitment and collaboration is how you get things done, and that generally in a nonpartisan setting, we probably agree on more than we disagree. And our responsibility is to the community to actually get things in motion and get things done. Well, that sounds uh, that sounds excellent. That's the first transparency. Believe me, um, when I was in high school, every, every every girl in high school told me I was utterly transparent. But there you go. Uh, now, you're Mayor Pro Tem. You're going to be mayor. Um I would like to know a little bit before we do that. You were no newbie coming in. Your years chairing the cable board gave you invaluable experience. So how was the commission different from the board? Well, let me start with uh, just because I'm the mayor pro tem does not necess necessitate me becoming mayor. It is not a quid pro quo. It doesn't work like that anymore. And actually, that process has changed dramatically in the last year after the seven of us have discussed but I will say historically, uh, I was chairman of the cable board for four communities, uh, Birmingham, Beverly Hills, Bingham Farms, and Franklin for 16 years. We managed all the cable equipment and all the reproduction of meetings that you just like you see here uh, so that governmental processes could be available and viewable to anyone, anytime, everywhere. Um, we have a new process at the commission, and that is that we are doing a workshop uh, the Monday after the election, so whomever is elected, we have four commissioners, four people running for four commissioner seats. Whoever is elected will sit. Generally, um, historically, they've rotated it in the past. They've done it on all different levels. But <clears throat> this year, we're having a discussion for 45 minutes in a workshop beforehand so that all of those who sit can talk about what they think is important for the next leader uh, is critical for our city and who we vote for to lead our team. Well, that's uh, th that's excellent. Uh, you keep saying like back in, you mean like 25 years ago when I was on the commission? Yeah, um, <laughs> I would imagine things have probably changed. Uh, and yeah, if you were mayor pro tem, you, you had to really work at it to not become mayor. And uh, <laughs> uh, 
I didn't work at it. So I was only mayor for six weeks and I left to go to the county. So, but the deal is, is that, uh, you know, you, uh, I would say um, mayor pro tem has always basically been mayor in training. And I understand that you are going to do things differently and that, but what have you learned as mayor pro tem that might make you a good mayor? Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, I have learned as the first mayor pro tem, female pro tem to a female mayor in the city of Birmingham in our history, that we as a team must collaborate together and share with the rest of the commissioners, that we are all on the same level, that leadership starts with us seven as a team. We seven as a team, it doesn't just start with one of us. Um, mayor Therese Long has done an exceptional job. She had experience as the um, chair of the park board, having worked with bonds and development. We have 26 parks in our city, which we are immensely proud of, and they're always undergoing enhancement. And so I learned a lot from her about process. I learned a lot from her about dealing with people, just not in our local level, but also on the county and statewide level. I'm very active in MML, Michigan Municipal League, and I've learned that anyone can come together to do the right thing. And in a nonpartisan role, that's more important than ever. It is not about us individually. Uh, we are all volunteers. We get paid $5 a meeting. It is unlike other commissions and uh, around the community. Um, but we are paid $5 a meeting because it is a calling. And we are here to answer to the public to enhance their experience, to appreciate what challenges businesses go through, and to encourage and respect all visitors to our community as well, while we thank the staff who makes this all happen on the ground. That's very good. Now, um, did you ever get to chair a city commission meeting as mayor pro tem? I, I got to a couple of times. Uh, did you, you know, get to actually hit yeah. the gavel and keep it to keep it rolling? I did. I, I did do that actually a couple of times. We're very particular about the ethical uh, either appearance of conflict or inherent conflict. So when things would come up that we thought um, might have a challenge for anybody, including the mayor, um, the mayor steps aside or steps out of the room, does not participate in the conversation. I stepped in, ran the rest of the meeting. I think it's happened twice for all of 10 minutes or less. And uh, the same thing will occur as we go forward. That is our rule. That is our guide. If we have any questions about that, all those things generally are submitted in advance to the ethics board. If it's a timing issue, we handle it with our attorney uh, live, uh, but it is always managed. Yeah, I know that uh, Teresa Long's husband is an architect and you know, that things might, might actually uh, you know conflict because he does stuff in the city. Uh, everybody's, it's a small town. Everybody's kind of got connections to the town. So you know, can understand that. Uh, you know, we had a commissioner once who recused himself anytime a, they were buying a car because he had worked for General Motors. And I thought that was a little extreme, but you know. All right. So uh, focus, of course, you know, the mayor gets ready to give the key to the city of the Santa Claus. You know that. I'm very well aware of that. <clears throat> I didn't actually know that. I've come to Santa events for years when my kids were small. And then there was a long drought where I, I wasn't there. But I will tell you that one of the highlights is chatting with Santa Claus on stage. We all enjoy doing that. It's really fun to find your partners and friends that sit on the commission in the crowd. We make our way up there, meet Santa and Mrs. Claus, have a few words. And uh, usually I believe Teresa always gave a speech and Pierre before her gave a speech and I would be delighted to say a few words as well. 
Yeah, I know. I know. For me, the big thrill was meeting Karen Newman. And yeah, I mean, Santa Claus is great. Give I, I gave the key to Santa and all that. But uh, you know, it's Karen Newman. I mean, that you know, I'm a big hockey fan. So uh, you always placed great priority on building working relationships, which can sometimes be rather difficult with so many different people. How do you build a working relationship with someone? Um, Okay, in Birmingham, as I recall, there are, it's nonpartisan in the sense that it is not Democrat-Republican. But development, pro and anti, can sometimes become political factions of their own. How do you bridge dealing with someone whose basic orientation is completely different, say, from yours? Well, I start with the idea of respect. Respect is always the guideline. Civility is right next to that. If you don't have respect and civility, it's very hard to open a conversation and make progress. Um, that was something that I felt strongly about when I ran. It's something I feel even more strongly about sitting in this chair. Uh, but if you live your life that way, and that's the way you interact in business or in your family or in other settings, um, it, it comes naturally. And part of it is I think making sure people feel heard. It's one thing to listen. It's one thing to act. It's another to actively listen. Those are critical. But if people do not feel genuinely heard, our brains neurologically will default to negative. That is not helpful, but it's a protective mechanism that we all have. And no matter how upbeat you are, there are times when it is a struggle. And I think we are at a pivotal point with things going on on the world scale, as well as things in our surrounding communities up and down the Woodward corridor. We all have some challenges in our communities that if you don't respect differences, you cannot have a conversation and move forward in solving problems and challenges. Well, you say a pivotal moment uh, in Birmingham, I was getting this in Birmingham. I'll be honest, Birmingham seems to be doing very, very well. Uh, you know, I mean, we're the... Uh, Birmingham is the envy of a lot of the other communities. They would they would give their right arm to be in the position we are in with the building, with the uh, you know people moving in. Uh, how is it a pivotal moment? Well, there are some other things that are not obvious to everyone. First of all, our population is aging, and as our population ages, some would love to age in place. That has some challenges. Some would like to move on. Some would like to downsize. Some would like to upsize. Um, the real estate uh, market is uh, very volatile right now, and realtors will tell you that. But our goal is to make sure that everyone is covered, including those seniors who want to stay in their homes. We have I'm on the board at Next at Senior uh, Center, and we want to make sure that people have those resources. But we're committed to everyone from the entire developmental level. So we want new families, young families, entrepreneurs, single people, anyone that would like to live here, we'd like to have a spot for you. We'd like to have you volunteer and be on one of our committees. committees and we want to hear what you have to say because we only get better if we work together. And um, a big part of that is making sure that people have access to not just the staff in the city and the city manager, but also to uh, the commissioners. And we do that through apps, uh, the GovAlert app. If you see something, say something. If you have a concern, whether it's zoning ordinances, code enforcement, whatever, we need to hear that. We track that data. And things like flooding after large rain events. 
Everyone along the Woodward corridor is dealing with that. Um, we, we have challenges like every other community and we'd like to be frank about them and balanced about how we can work together to make them better. Uh, I was told when I first came up and brought up infrastructure and roads and water and basements, because of course I've lived here all my life, that's happened to me in five different neighborhoods, um, that there was no quote unquote political will to have these discussions. I think that there is. I'm extremely proud that we've been having very frank discussions at the commission level about all of these things. And I want people to have confidence that when you give us information, we take it seriously, we check with the experts, and we want to make it better. Yeah, budget infrastructure, that's always it. As far as seniors, look, I'm 70. What do you want? Uh, but I, I really don't have any intention of moving if I don't have to. I've got the dogs wouldn't like me to. Uh, one thing I always found is that um, uh, probably from being, you, you've always been really accessible, by the way. You know, one of the most publicly out there and accessible mm -hmm. people. Um, so, you know, kudos, kudos to you. I found the best app, if you will, for being accessible to the community is simply going to the store. You know, everybody comes and talks to you. Well, what we're going to do, we have to take a break and we'll have a little bit more time because I've got to Several questions for you, which I think you're, you'll be very happy to answer, but we'll see. Uh, we're talking to Elaine McLean, Birmingham Mayor Pro Tem. That is not a fait accompli uh, to be mayor in a couple of weeks' time, but um, let's let's hope. All right, uh, don't go away. We'll be right back here on Ion Oakland. Welcome back to Eye on Oakland. I'm Chuck Moss. We're talking with Elaine McLean, Birmingham Mayor Pro Tem, uh, formerly the cable lady, cable board chair, and very possibly our next mayor. Uh, uh, we talked about uh, working as a team. You keep uh, that. And, uh, you know, we had a Birmingham City Commission for a lot of years, all seven of them. I mean, we could, you know, for Racky Hoff and Stuart Sherman and uh, Martin Akita, who were I'll call them the dream team. They work fabulously. There have been some dysfunctional commissions. I won't say that I was on one of them, but, uh, you know, a deal is, is that uh, those seven people set a standard. Have you talked to them at all? Certainly. Absolutely. Not only have we spoken with them, all of us at one point or another, but we've heard from them. Um, I will say that we've had a a number of changes right out of the gate. Our uh, longtime city manager, Tom Marcus, moved on with his life. And thank goodness we had an experienced person. Uh, Jana Ecker is our city manager. She has a different style. Uh, our commission of seven, we have a different style, a different tone. And I think we have struck the appropriate balance. We have uh, Mary Kucharik as our city attorney, who has years of experience and works with many communities in the area. So we are able to find as close to a balance as we can, talking about very sometimes emotional and very expensive issues. And those things are the things that are hot button items for most people. Um, you know, health and safety, welfare, that's where I always begin every conversation. I'm a psychiatric nurse by process and by training. And it's very important to me 
that everyone have their say and be respectful. We all are going to set boundaries on our time and on our resources. But, you know, let's not forget that we are all neighbors and residents first. You know, this is not a job. It's a calling. And it's very important that we don't pit one against the other and that we work together to solve the problem, not to put it under our personal umbrella or make it political. That, for me, is, is a losing proposition. I think you waste time doing that. And I think that gets in the way of solving things and getting things done. Well, I know the current, uh, your, your, your four commissioners running for re-election. You've got uh, um, Pierre isn't running again, but the guy who is running is, you know, he's run before. He's not a stranger. He's got experience. And you got four up, four down. Running unopposed is it's the best way to do it, you know. Uh, but the deal is, is that that shows me that there is no mandate for serious change. Uh, do you have, a, you know, a budget infrastructure transparency, anything else you're going to, if, if you were to be hypothetically be mayor in the next two weeks, what would be your number one or two top issues? Uh, the very first thing I would do, honestly, is to schedule a workshop, if you want to call it that, on civility in public discourse. Uh, I believe generally we certainly do that. Um, but in the next year, we are going to come upon some fairly serious and I would say difficult conversations. And uh, it just doesn't hurt to remind ourselves how important it is to be respectful of all those boundaries and, and others that we disagree with. That would be the first thing. The second thing is to really highlight and do more outreach with the public. I've been very proud to be part of the commission that has expanded the staff and the city manager has expanded our outreach to the community. We have statistics, we have trends. We, we look at those things. We change what we are doing at the commission level and our agenda to respond to those things. There are four or five examples in the last nine months of doing exactly that. And I would say that that is two part. That comes from the public being more involved and that comes from the commission as it is a body and the city of Birmingham staff as a group appreciating how important it is for us to be connected to our citizens. And those are the two things that I, that I would have worked on anyway. But we are going to talk about difficult things like infrastructure and roads, which we hear about every day and deal with on our own streets, and water and how that works. Understanding how that works is extremely important to understanding and getting to a solution. It is easy to complain. It's easy to make assumptions. Actually, I'm going to give one. An assumption on social media that for some reason Birmingham had a pump that we refused to turn on during the last rain. That went wild on a what? social media site. And it turns out Birmingham has no pump. By the way, if we had a magic pump that we could turn it off and people would not have water, we would probably do it. But there is no such pump. But that theme and that idea, that kernel of information went wild. And so I asked that we put a link on our website on the homepage that said flooding, which they did. I asked that we put something about roads, which they did. I asked for a one pager. It wasn't just me. We all want to share the information of how this works and how we can make it better. And information is power, whether you are a person who just moved here or a person like me who's lived here for 65 years. Information is power and we want to support everyone equally. A magic pump? 
What the yeah. heck is that? Where that? I mean, really? It got legs, let me tell you. And and the unfortunate part about that was people like me who got water in their basements and worse, we desperately wanted to hear that there was a pump and we could turn it off. That was inaccurate. It was incorrect. It was clarified by the city. We talked about it at our commission meeting. But I totally understand that people are living their lives. They don't have time necessarily to tune in or pull up a meeting. We get that. That's why we have the website chocked full of information at every turn. And we update it frequently so that when you have a question, whether you're on your phone, whether you're in your car, whether you're calling or, or attending, showing up at the front desk, though that information and those facts are available and we will gladly share them. And please encourage your neighbors to do the same. Well, our neighbors, you know, it, it, is anybody aware that the city, excuse me, Oakland County basically is a swamp? Uh, that's, you know, that you've got that Detroit, and then as you went north, it was a swamp, uh, Piety Hill, you know, the, the, sort of the center of Birmingham. But there's, you know, we had glaciers here that carved the place out. That's why it slopes the way it does. That's why water runs the way it does. I mean, is any, you know, a, a magic pump, I mean, I mean, with all due respect, I never heard that one before. That's good. Well, well, it's out there. Why, why didn't you turn on? Why didn't you turn? Why wouldn't you have turned it on? If there was I, I don't know, but uh, honestly, the idea that we could stop the suffering and have refused to do so was so inflammatory for me personally. The very first thing we did as a commission was to ask for a workshop to clarify exactly what happened, what was done, what are we now doing and how are we preventing it and or dealing with it in the future, since it is a common problem all up and down Woodward, not something just for Birmingham as we are an older community with elder, very elderly infrastructure. It is not, and we're all connected. So we must cooperate, especially at the county level um, and the state level, not just to get resources, but to collect and share correct information. And we need yeah. engineers everywhere, of course. Yeah, well, you know, it's a matter of engineering. I, 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 mm -hmm. Sorry, magic pump. Jeez, who knew? Um, all right. So uh, anyway, so you, one thing you you know gotta worry about. I'm gonna jump since uh, you've been talking about that. Obviously, infrastructure budget. That's the nuts and bolts. People see all the froth, which you know, it's important. But if the pipes don't work and you get poop in your basement, you know that, that affects your quality of life. Something big. Uh, I've got a quick question. Do you next mentioning seniors? Um, I'll be honest, I've come out, I'm not in political role, so I can say so. I support the next millage. I support the, the old YMCA. I support the whole thing. Uh, is the city uh, got any, uh, what are you looking at other than the millage uh, and the stuff we've read about? Well, as you may know, but maybe other people viewing this do not know, as a sitting elected official, I am precluded from commenting on anything that will be on a ballot. Ah. I cannot tell anyone how to vote, but I can direct you for the facts to go to our website or go to the next website. I am on the board at Next, so I will disclose that as well. I'm also clearly a senior. Um, well, I didn't think that's particularly clear. I, I yeah, I mean, you know, I, I I'm sorry, I, I had not. Uh... Um, yeah, I wouldn't I'm say that's clear. I get okay. You believe in full disclosure? Oh, well done. Plus, right. It's about as transparently painful as you can as oh, you get can out be of here. to explain that 
you know, the YMCA that the, the Birmingham has um, purchased, that will be the new home of next in three years. All of that is up in discussion. Um, and, and as you can imagine, uh, fixing the streets, uh, transitioning to a senior center and doing all sorts of other things are, um, you know, they're expensive, let's be honest. And we had a conversation at the last commission meeting. Uh, if we are going to do these things and fund them, even for a road, it's at least $1.4 million a year per mile to properly go all the way down, make sure all the infrastructure is safe and also finish the top surface. If we're going to do that, we have to commit to do it. It's going to be painful. It's going to be a shared responsibility with the citizens. So maybe we need to make some other adjustments in our parts of the budget. Uh, but something people don't know is we have enterprise funds. So if the enterprise fund is specifically for the parking structure or it's specifically for the golf course, we cannot take those funds and use them for roads. So we have to be creative about how we shift things in terms of line items. We have to be very transparent about it. And we have to be very good about communicating with the community that if we want a partner to do this, it's going to be painful all around. But in the end, it's not a matter of numbers. It's a matter of investment in our future. And we should undertake it in a serious way and all commit. And I think Commissioner Baller was very clear about that, making it a partnership. Well, yeah, and the idea of roads, well, you know, is that uh, Birmingham, of course, owns its roads. Uh, you know, and you're walking neighborhoods in the in Bloomfield Township. They're gorgeous neighborhoods, and the roads are awful. They're disasters. And you ask people, and they say, well, that's a county road. We don't control it. We can't, you know, fund it. Birmingham has to pay for its roads because uh, we own all of them, uh, except except M1, you know, going up and down. That's uh, the big uh, one. Yeah, that is that is the big one, without a doubt. Uh, but uh, we're talking about, uh, real, real quick, I want to ask, uh, get into landlord-tenant law. There's been some talk about that. I mean, I'm a friend of Dorothy Conrad's and stood up for her, but, you know, are you looking at changing the actual landlord-tenant laws? No, we're not looking at changing that. We are looking at making clear people understand what their rights are in terms of landlord and tenant responsibilities. And in the state of Michigan, anything that we would pass at our local uh, commission could be preempted by something that happens with legislation at the state. And our guidance um, from our city attorney was to await uh, action. And actually it has some legislation has moved forward that will protect tenants. Uh, I have been a tenant, so I absolutely appreciate the blessing I had with a wonderful landlord, but I live close to a lot of rental properties where people are not having that same experience. And not everyone is aware that they have um, options. They have options and the city is available to help you with this, uh, but we cannot uh, singular, single-handedly wave a magic wand and change that balance uh, for fear that it will certainly be overturned and or uh, invite litigation, which is extremely important. Not only does the city have zero appetite for asking for litigation, but we certainly don't want to spend all of our hard-earned tax-earned dollars on defending lawsuits that we certainly can prevent. That is common sense, but it's also an, an ethical and professional calling that we have, that we are to do the right thing for the city you know, and its residents when no one is looking. So we are very cautious about moving forward with anything that is going to create either a backlash or have an unintended consequence, which is dangerous to the people we're trying to support and protect. 
Oh, that's yeah. Well, good. I mean, got to listen to the lawyers. The last thing you want to be, uh, you know, the what is it? The zoning uh, zoning uh, category CZ for CJ for consent judgment. And it's no good for anyone. Uh, just one quick. If you run into any uh, opposition or from difficult members of the commission, will you take them for a ride in one of your hot cars? Uh, well, I have one hot car and two hot motorcycles. No, no one's going for a ride with me. No one has legs short enough to fit in the car that I have. Um, but I should. Well, you got have, a Miata. I should have. No, uh, it's a Nissan 370Z. But nah. I, I should have no trouble. We are all respectful colleagues. We will work together. I am not concerned about that. I actually was the one who insisted on having uh, an open dialogue in the public. I was the one who recommended a workshop and I was the one who insisted on it. And while I've been mayor pro tem, I have done everything and participated in all sorts of leadership programs and in MML in the state, in the county, wow. and also in other things to get ready to take on this responsibility, which I personally take very, very seriously. Well, there's no doubt about that, that you did. We're talking to Lane McLean, mayor, Birmingham mayor pro tem, possibly mayor, very well uh, prepared. Thank you for joining us and thank all of you for joining us here on Eye on Oakland.